Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, farmers make some harvest progress on the weekend. And a cattle producer near Melville loses several head of livestock to Blackleg. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. 5 to 10 millimeters of rain today. Windy's 20 gusting to 40 and a high of 13. 10 to 15 millimeters of rain tonight, the low 9 degrees. Tomorrow, 5 millimeters of rain, windies 20, the high 13, the low 9. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 12, the low 6. Thursday, periods of rain with a high 13, the low 3. Friday, sunny, the high 20, the low 8. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 22, the low 10. Sunday, cloudy skies, the high near 19. Normal high is 19 for this date. The normal low is 5. The sun rose at 624 this morning. It sets at 727 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Yorkton at 14. The cold spot, Collins Bay at 6 degrees. Estevan is 11. Saskatoon, 13. Swift Current, 9. Weyburn, 11. And once again, Yorkton is 14. Regina has light rain and 11 degrees. That's 52 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast, 21 gusting to 36. Humidity is 93%. The barometer dropping, 101.5. Light rain and fog in Moose Jaw, 11 degrees. Winds are from the east at 22 gusting to 33. Once again, Regina, light rain and 11. That's 52 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneer's Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Their unwanted break in the harvest is approaching or has reached parts of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt. Many areas of Saskatchewan are expected to see showers today, and those conditions could stick around for two or three days before the sunshine returns. Gaylord Dennis farms in the Purdue area about 60 kilometers west of Saskatoon and is getting ready to combine canola. Stuff that we're combining has been down for two weeks now and it's there's no green count. It's been perfect weather actually for swathing green canola with the cool weather and a uh, little bit of precipitation we've been getting. Dennis estimates about 70% of the canola will be swathed with the rest straight cut. Anything that's going to be swathed, I say pretty much all of it is down. There's been some barley taken off that was swathed. And then most of the cereals have been pre-harvested. And uh, there was a guy doing some uh, wheat yesterday was uh, 15% moisture. So it, it's going the right direction. Dennis says some crops were combined on the weekend. Some cereals here and there, most of them were kind of tough. Sunday, yesterday was a decent day. There was a few combines going on, some pulses and stuff like that. Uh, and some canola and a little bit of barley. Dennis says everyone is still waiting for a good stretch of harvest weather. 
Dennis is also the location manager at the rack in Purdue, estimates about 7% of the crop has been combined in the area west of Saskatoon. A Saskatchewan cattleman has suffered a serious loss to a soil-borne pathogen known as blackleg. The owner of the Melville Veterinary Clinic, Zachary Johnson, says several calves in the local area died earlier this summer from blackleg, which is ingested by cattle when grazing. There was a client that uh, called us out um, and we went out there and uh, they unfortunately had lost a couple calves and when they uh, already in, they had a couple more that they were losing um, and were pretty far gone. So, uh, And they hadn't had done vaccines in, in the recent history either. So, um, you know, it doesn't take much for for the economic losses to really build up on, on a producer and you lose one or two and it makes a huge, huge difference. So if you can do the vaccines, that's the best thing. Johnson says the producer involved hadn't vaccinated within the last five years for Black Lake. He says ideally livestock should be vaccinated each year. Johnson says the vaccine isn't very expensive. The cost per head is, is really minimal, um, usually under a dollar for most vaccines uh, per head, uh, depending on the type of clinic and, and or where you're going to buy your vaccine. Um, but the, the cost of vaccinating uh, is far cheaper than the economic losses you'll incur if you have black leg because it usually takes one or two to pass away and, and succumb to the disease before you actually know what's going on and, and diagnose what's happening. Johnson says producers can watch for certain symptoms for the black leg pathogen. If you're lucky to see signs, you'll see um, really high fever right away um, and some lameness. Uh, and they might be as far gone as being depressed and, and uh, down and unable to get up um, and having some difficulties um, moving and, and uh, are just laying there. Uh, usually what we see is uh, history is they didn't vaccinate and they're just found dead animals um, laying out in pasture in the pens and then we go and cut them to do post-mortems, uh, we find the black leg. And so when you look in post-mortem, um, the muscle is really dark uh, and purple, almost black. Uh, it's kind of gassy feeling because uh, that, that particular bacteria produces spores which cause bubbling and, and gas buildup under the skin and in the muscle tissue. So when you cut it, you can see that and, and it's got that typical black purple discoloration and it also smells a little bit sweet almost kind of like rancid butter is is how i would describe it it's got a pretty particular smell to it but um it's uh, usually hits the big muscle groups so the legs the neck shoulders um things like that 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 you'll see not very often you'll find it in the littler muscles but it, it's most often it hits the big ones but it can be just spread about everywhere um and i guess the biggest misconception is people think that you know, once you vaccinate them as calves, that they're good to go and that the vaccine and, and the antibody levels last for years and years and years and you don't have to boost the vaccine. Well, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. And yes, younger animals are most likely to get it and more commonly uh, seen as the animals that succumb to the disease. But you can see in animals up to 10 to 12 years of age, too, that haven't had a good vaccine history. Zachary Johnson is the owner-operator of the Melville Veterinary Clinic. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. APAS is asking Saskatchewan farmers to get involved in an online seed royalty survey. 
President Todd Lewis says the Prairie Survey was launched in July to collect farm feedback on proposed federal changes to the way royalties are collected on farm-saved seed. We saw pushback this, uh, to some of the meetings this uh, fall and winter by the two proposals, be it the uh, endpoint royalty or trailing royalty proposal on uh, seed and seed royalties. And, and uh, so we want to see farmers become engaged in this conversation. They have been engaged, and uh, we want to see uh, what their opinions are now. They've had time to look at, you know, what that might might mean to their bottom line and to their operations. You know, issues like farm save seed, uh, you know, they're on the table as well. And, and uh, you know, will you be able to save back your own seed and, and replant it the next year? And, you know, issues like that are really the basis of, you know, agriculture and something that farmers are always planning, uh, you know, this fall. They're planning for next spring's crop already and sitting on the combine thinking about what's going to be sold on this field the next year and and you know what where the seed's going to come from and what the seed's going to cost is a is a pretty important part of that planning process so i think uh you know we want to see uh what farmers are feeling about what has been uh, put forward to this point and if they'd like to see uh something different than uh, what's been proposed and maybe the status quo is is adequate as far as they're concerned and farmers have always put you know over the last number of decades have put money toward research and uh, researching improved varieties, uh, you know, be it through uh, groups like the Western Grains Research Foundation or uh, certainly the crop commissions, uh, Sasqueed, Sass Barley, uh, Sasconola, the, the Flax Council, the Oak Growers have all done great work as far as, uh, as uh, seeing improvements in varieties and improved yields and, and disease resistance and, uh, and other issues as well that, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've had great improvements in our varieties and we want to continue, continue to see that. But at the same time, a lot of producers uh, want to make sure that the money that is going to be spent is going to give us good value for the money that's going to be coming out of our pockets. What kind of response have you had so far to the survey? We're in the hundreds, Jim, and uh, we'd certainly like to see as many producers as possible uh, become engaged in this. Uh, I think we've been given a window of opportunity here with the election. The bureaucracy has certainly uh, backed off on uh, putting forward anything concrete until after the uh, election and the new government, whoever that may be, and new minister, and it'll certainly be on the agenda, you know, going into this fall and, and uh, next winter as well. Uh, uh, you know, we want to see some certainty around these issues, and so it's an opportunity for producers to uh, let their voice be heard and just something that gives us a good general feeling from across as many producers as possible to uh, see what uh, we can take down to Ottawa and, and have those uh, views expressed in when the discussions are opened up later on this year. The Prairie-wide survey was launched in July. When does it wrap up? October 15th is our end date right now. We know it's a busy part of the time of the year, but unfortunately, the you know, as, as the fall proceeds here, there's going to be some rainy breaks and everything else, and if producers can take time out of the, you know, on, on one of those breaks and one of those those times to fill out the survey, it would certainly be be uh, helpful for, for us to uh, have as many voices as possible being heard, and, uh, you know, I think October 15th we've uh, decided to cut off then so we can have it all tabulated and uh, get the uh, survey completed so that we can uh, have it presented to the, the new minister and uh, uh, when they're put in place later on in October and into early November. So you hope to have the survey done so you can present it to the new federal government? That's correct, yeah. What happens to the survey results? Well, I think the other part, it's, uh, it's government, uh, you know, the provincial government has uh, will have a say in this as well. And, you know, I think farmers, uh, when their voices are, are heard as, uh, in a large group, you know, I think going forward, all of the different farm groups in, in Western Canada have uh, we're, we're certainly going to try and, you know, work with the commissions and certainly uh, as we go forward to, uh, if we have a united voice, it's pretty hard to ignore and uh, producers are going to be paying the bill. The, the one thing
thing that's constant in all these plans is that producers are going to, have to be taking money out of their pockets. So we need to have a, a good say in this, and we're the ones that are going to be affected the most. So it's important that we we are involved in the discussions, and a survey like this helps helps to back that. APAS President Todd Lewis farms at Gray, southeast of Regina. Agribition is bringing X Games stunt riders to this fall's annual livestock show in Regina. It's called Agribition Altitude Motocross and is a high-flying, action-packed thrill ride. The freestyle motocross show will offer meet-and-greet opportunities with performers, including the sport's youngest athlete at five years of age. Agribition Altitude Motocross will take place on Tuesday, November 26th at 7 p.m. The annual show is also offering new family pack discount admission tickets. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hickseed in Moss Bank. If you have the need for feed, call Hickseed. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola dropped 410 at 397.06. Oats declined to $1.32 at 165.86. Number one red spring wheat fell 66 cents at 188.66. The rest were unchanged. Durham 239.51. Feed barley 162.63. Flax 475.56. Yellow peas 213 dollars and 47 cents. Feed wheat 164.52. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December wheat is up one and a half cents at 495 and three quarter cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Parkland and Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yard. 85 cent average on cow market on Tuesday. The really good shiny cows, 92 to 97. Overall, maybe just a touch on the softer side. In the cow market, the bulls average a buck five, the top at a dollar seventeen into the Thursday yearling sale, we get sixteen hundred cattle in the run, one thousand thirty-five steers at one seventy and a half, one thousand sixteens at one seventy-four, nine eighty weight steers, one seventy-nine and a quarter, nine fifties, one seventy-five to one eighty, right at nine buck eighty-five to eighty-seven, eight weight steers, one ninety-one seventy-five, seven eighties, one eighty-six seventy-five. 700 pounders, 207.75, and Kirk crop 550 weight steer calves, 221. 10 weight heifers, 159, 160 and a half, 950s, 68 and a quarter, right at nine bucks, six four. Get to the 812s, they bring a buck 78 and a quarter on a semi load of cattle. 720 weight heifers, 184.75, and the five weight heifer calves, 178. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,400 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 130 to 157 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,600 head, selling in a range of 127 to 155 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, September 7th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 147.96, Ham's Cash, 158.96, Thunder Creek Brickle, 173.47, and High Life $158.82 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 31 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3174. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.06 cents US. US cash markets are continuing their seasonal push lower that is typically observed at this time of year. 
current modeling suggests, all else equal, there's further room to the downside. Interestingly, last week's slaughter was lower than a year ago, seemingly bucking the trend and the idea that the market will be subjected to higher amounts of pork in the marketplace. Lean hog futures pushed lower still after a day of limit down moves across all the 2019 and early 2020 futures contracts at the close Friday. Market watchers are looking for clues of more ASF-related export purchases on the Thursday report and anxiously await developments on the China-USA trade war. The outlook today, 5 to 10 millimeters of rain today. Windy's 20, gusting to 40 and a high of 13. 10 to 15 millimeters of rain tonight, the low 9. Tomorrow, 5 millimeters of rain. Windy's 20 and a high 13, the low 9. In Regina, light rain at 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.